What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting beside me here at least six feet away is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Well, Brandon, we're trying out these new microphones for the first time. I'm a little bit nervous. We're trying out so, these new microphones. We're using these new microphones. Okay, we're using them, but... There, there ain't no return policy. Oh, I mean, we, we could go, you use the old mic, I use the new mic, you, you stay with the headset because I know you like to fondle with the microphone muting switch. So we can't mute it every time we're not talking like we normally do, which might make for some you good audio. You might a lot more sounds from me. Yeah, it might make for some good <laughs> audio, but it also might make for some terrible audio as well. So let's just jump right into it. We're going to switch things up in terms of order of what we talk about because we're, we're definitely a UFC podcast. Dominic, big UFC fan, right? Oh, I watched the last uh, pay-per-view. Of course, and that's what we're going to talk about. UFC okay, good, good, good. 250 headlined by Amanda Nunes and the Medela curse as predicted by Mr. X did not come to fruition yet. It was the most... I don't know, uncompetitive 25-minute match I've ever seen in my life. She just absolutely dominated poor Spencer. But give Spencer some credit. She actually did last all five rounds, so she didn't get knocked out. So kudos to her for that, but just an absolute bludgeoning. Don't know exactly what Amanda Nunes will do in the coming future because she has kind of cleared out both divisions. She's going to go on to the men. Maybe she'll go on to the men. I mean, I'm just spitballing here. If... Would you watch her fight? I'm not saying she fights the world heavyweight champion. I'm just saying she picks some squanny guy, dukes it out. Would you watch it? I, she picks I mean, you. Would you do it? I mean, I guess I would because that would probably mean a lot of money. And she'd probably beat my ass. But as long as the check clears by Mr. <laughs> Dana White, she can beat my ass as, as long as I'm physically allowed to. As long as the commission allows it to. Or the and referee. you don't die. And I don't die. Well, that that's a given. I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, one, you know. but as long as the check clears, it can, my funeral will be paid for. So there you go. Uh, but the main event was not really the talking point. The real talking point was the two mega knockouts that happened. Cody Garbrandt getting a knockout, as well as Sean O'Malley, both out of not. I mean, I would kind of say out of nowhere, but walk off knockouts, very spectacular knockouts. Sean O'Malley. I think they were amazing. I saw it live. Phenomenal. House. Because you definitely did see this. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, Cody Garbrandt, one of those guys who I've actually seen him one time at a uh, WWE show when I went to Sacramento by myself. Oh, you Before, did? you know, we, we were kind of going to wrestling shows at that time, but, you know, we weren't best friends to where I'd be like, oh, Dominic, come on, let's go to this pay per view. I me. mean, like, you, so you're saying we're not, we weren't at the friendship level we're at now? Of course not. I mean, and business where, partners. Wait, where would you put our, uh, this is a, uh, fuck this podcast right now. Where's our friendship at right now, Brandon? Well, after we're the, gonna one, scale to one to ten, what are we at right I now? I mean, we're, we're we're not doing so hot right now because we had an hour and a half uh, rain delay before the podcast. I'm not I'm not gonna get into it. Not gonna make you no. Know, not gonna ha- yeah. You get shouldn't. on Dominic too much. I might cry. Maybe he will. Maybe it will. Hopefully he doesn't because I, I I don't think I can handle that right now. Just just imagine the audio quality. It'd be terrible, and then I'd just be stuttering and trying to like <laughs> get some emotion out of myself to to cheer you up, or and then I just make it worse or something. Yeah, because knowing you, your sarcasm would come out like, oh, come on, Dominic, she's better. Or you'd make some bad dead joke, probably. For anyone who doesn't know, (laughs) Dominic's aunt passed away. Yeah. So there you go. Dominic just, I wasn't going to say anything, but there you go. And there's Brandon's, you know, very sympathetic tone of voice. 
well, you, you like said something. You like said something about death, so I might as well just come out and say what happened. I'm not going to leave our. Could have been a dog or a cat. Well, peop- we all know the big dog is in her later years, so we don't want to. And she is a recurring guest on the podcast. So we don't want to scare the audience. Damn, that, that is very true. That the big dog might have that something might have happened yep, to her. No, so we yeah. decided to get that out of the way. Yep. Is it sad that they care about my dog more than my aunt? I don't think we ever talked about your aunt on the podcast before. Good. Shout out. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Losing my shit. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on with the UFC talk, Fight Island is actually going to be a real thing. It is going to be at Abu Dhabi. It is. Ew. Do you even know where Abu Dhabi is? Yeah. Where no, is it? I'm not going to say it. Come on, Dominic. No, you no, give us, no. I'm not asking for it's like... It's an island. I, I'm not asking for like, you know, the exact coordinates. I'm just asking for like a general vicinity. Abu, okay. I, I feel I'm as though get, the name itself should pretty much give it away. I feel but, like I'm getting pegged to races if I say it though. Isn't it like off the coast of like India or something like that? That was actually a lot closer than I thought you were going to. I was going to give you anything if you just said the Middle East. Oh, thank you. Good job, Dominic. But, but, now, but, now, but now I need to look it up because I don't exactly know where it is. I thought you were just going to say, oh, it's like in the Middle East or in Europe or something. Uh, well, I mean, it's Fight Island. I'm pretty sure I know it's in, well, not in an island, on an island. I mean, it's in the fucking name. But I just, in in my head, I'm going Abu Dhabi. Why is it in Abu Dhabi? I mean, it's it's just like how WWE is doing the their uh, Saudi Arabia shit. It's like, why are they, I mean, I understand the market's gr- growing substantially over there but i feel like uh you know it makes no sense to me you know it's not really it's kind of nowhere close to, to uh, india where's that it's uh off the coast it's in the persian gulf i believe you know off the united arab emirates as well as it's across the way from iran so that's why i was going to accept the middle east okay so i get like a b minus on it C plus, a B minus. Thank you. You're at least like in the right continent, so yeah, I'll give, I didn't I'll give you Russia. That. Well, Russia is in two continents, so you would have got partial credit, like a point and a half or something, a half a point, three quarters of a point. This is why I'm not a teacher, but you were a what? What's the IWE? Yes, I was for Mr. Kevin Beal of Royal High School in San Lorenzo, California. Shout out, Kevin. Beale. See, I want to dumb it down and say TA, but then I know that wasn't my official titles. I, what was it called again? I don't remember. An IWE? Oh, yeah, it is IWE because I was in the IBEW. Could you please explain to the folks at home as well as me what is an IWE? Uh, international Worker Educator. Well, anyways, Fight Island. I have no is idea. Actually, a thing. You could have fooled me. I wasn't really paying attention, but you, you put some words together and that it made kind of sense. Oh. Enough sense. I can fool you. For me not to just roast you about it. should have roasted me. Uh -uh. We're on a tight schedule right now. So Fight Island, an actual thing. It will start up in a few weeks. This will be the hub for the international fights. Dominic, your thoughts? It's it's finally real. It's not exactly what we thought it was going to be. It's not going to look any different. It's not... You know they're not going to plant an octagon in, on on a beach. You're going to see waves and that, that's palm what trees I, in the that's back. That's what I wanted. But of course, it's not what's going to happen. They've actually fought at Abu Dhabi a few times before, so it's going to be a small, empty arena like all the other fights. But the big fight that's coming up August 15th. It has been signed. Stipe Miocic will take on Daniel Cormier for the third time. Stipe is the heavyweight champion, taking the second fight. Cormier getting the first fight, and now. 
this is the trilogy. I would expect possibly both of these men, this will be their last match either way, unless if Cormier wins and UFC finally, or John Jones finally agrees to the final carrot that Cormier always wanted is to fight John Jones, but he always wants to fight at a heavyweight because he feels that that's his best weight. Dominic, your thoughts on this uh, heavyweight bout finally getting made? Um, Dude, I had like the greatest like statement slash question. Oh, so you so this is their international hub. You said right? That's 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 what I'm clarify, right? That's where a lot of the well, mo- I guess all of the international fights or fighters will take place at because it's kind of an easier route to get through because it's kind of hard to get in America right now. So who would be in charge? So because Dana White can't get there, who's in? Do they have like someone in charge? Or why, did, why are you asking me all these questions? Like I know everything. I, well, I just pretend like I know everything, Dominic. Come on. Oh my god. So well, there goes my. I was thinking, you know, like Conor McGregor retired. Maybe he could be in charge of it or something like that. You know. Why would Conor McGregor want to be a part of the UFC when he retired? Because name value. He would just run his own fight promotion, like Floyd Money Mayweather. Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, uh, name value. I mean, why do you think WWE brings in old wrestlers? It's you know, because they can't create new stars. Oh, come from the guy that said, "What are you asking me these questions? I'll have answers. You have answers pretty quick right now." Because you asked me, you know, wrestling questions, I can think of those pretty fast. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I mean, I know we are a UFC podcast, but we're huge UFC. We're, we're, we're in the infant stages of our UFC podcast. Dumb. No, the, the this is we're peaking right now. Major, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say peakage? this name correctly, and you're gonna you're gonna freak out. Stipe Nubio bitch. How do you say it? Stipe Miocic? Miocic. Or Miocic? I don't know why you added an N and a Q or whatever in there. You made it sound like Habib Nurmagomedov, which you definitely can say that name too. Habib Nurmagomedov. Close enough. What about Rose Namajunas? Rose and what? Namajunas. Namajunas. There you go. If I saw this on a piece of paper, I would I would totally botch it. Exactly. What you should do next next episode... Write down at least four fighters and see if I can say their name correctly. Well, Mr. X has sent us some questions these past few weeks, and I've had to help you out on the name before we do the podcast. So you're already, he, over, he, you're already over two on that end. Okay, true. Anyways, let's talk about some sports that are starting up again. No coronavirus news this time, which we're going to talk about coronavirus news when we get to our MLB update, which everyone I know knows and loves about. But... LaMarcus Aldridge will be out for the remainder of the season with a shoulder injury. He will have surgery on that shoulder. He's been having a pretty damn good season thus far with the Spurs. Spurs in playoff contention will be a part of the new, whatever we're calling this season, tournament of the NBA. But Let's just call it a tournament. Okay. We'll call it a tournament. I mean, just... Even though it's not really a tournament, it's the end of, it's the end of a regular season and the regular playoff schedule. I like tournament better. I don't like the Anyways, your end thoughts. of the regular season and tournament, no, 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 tournament. Your thoughts on LaMarcus Aldridge going down for the rest of the season. I don't think we, I don't think any of us had the Spurs going all the way and winning the championship, but he's been having a good season. They could have made some noise, and obviously this hurts him. Um, any word on how he got hurt? Is this a lingering injury and he decided to get it fixed a, now? A ling- or? Lingering? I think probably, this is just me speculating, but probably it was hurting. He was he, he probably knew that this would be something that would end the season for him. So he was hoping that maybe some rest, some rehab 
could do it for him. And then now that it's a month out until the season starts and he doesn't, he's not clear to compete and doesn't seem like he's be able to compete. Now he's got to go into the knife. So, I mean, this kind of goes back to, I think, I think it was a pitcher we talked about, but we were like, do you fix it now? Or Chris Archer, Chris, well, Chris Archer was last week, but there were some, uh, not quarterbacks, some pitchers that did get some surgery during spring training at, you know, right when this coronavirus was starting to kick off and we're like, it was because it was unknown if they were even going to play. So they're like, do I hold off and possibly get to play or do I fix it? And, and at this point that seems like the right move. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to talk about it. Hopefully there's a season next year. Yeah. But if they everything goes on track, they'll still miss the beginning of the next year, but they'll be able to return unless in luckily they didn't wait to come back. Yeah, but I mean it, it that but that that's the only thing I got that's going through my mind when I hear, you know, he he's out. Dominic, is, your thoughts on Lamarcus Aldridge's tenure with the Spurs thus far and obviously big name with the Trailblazers, you know, one of the I think it's time for him to go. But he was having a good season. Okay, you can have a great season, but I think I think his ten- I think he's run his course. Um now you're now I'm pretty sure the next uh, question is going to be where would he end up? I have no idea. But I think I not I'm not saying cut ties with him. I'm just saying, you know, whatever he has left in his contract, let it run out and I wouldn't resign him. Now we're going to get into a new segment that I'm minting sports we never talk about, but we're going to talk about quickly on the podcast. Rolls right off the tongue. Might be a recurring segment on the show. Uh, great. I can only imagine. So the WNBA is set to offer a hundred percent salary to their players. Which I like this. Okay, is very nice to see. Obviously, not as many players, not as many teams in the NBA and all these other major yeah. men's sports leagues we're seeing now. But a nice gesture. The NBA, WNBA, getting their shit together. Take note, MLB. So. What is this a way just for you to bash MLB and not getting the shit together? I feel like you know. There's more of that to come. But I mean, I just feel like you know. But I I, I saw a, any it, chance you get to. You it know. was a late edition. I saw it on ESPN. I was like, you know what? We never talked WNBA. I'm gonna praise them. Gonna you know, we we never talk about them, so we're gonna get, give them some good news. Give them some shine. Well, you you gave them shine, and you also got to take a dig at MLB. So I think you're really happy right now. Then this is not on the script, so I'm going to give Dominic some curveballs because I know he loves curveballs here on the podcast. Don't worry. I'm a – I – never mind. Just go. We got the MLS set to return a similar type of plan to the NBA. They are set to return July 8th, and they will be playing a 54-game tournament for their season. Uh, I think they're having, like, a game in the morning, having games at night. So very similar to the – NBA, the MLS, getting their shit together on like a certain sports league. Congratulations, MLS. What's the curveball? Just talking about soccer? Because it wasn't on the script. Oh. Because I, mean, I know you, I mean, I know. But you, you really, you didn't really like, you know. Dominic, who's your pick to win the MLS Cup this year? Earthquakes. Are they even, are they even. What's the, uh, what, who's your second pick? Uh, Galaxy. Can you pick someone outside of California? <laughs> um,. Juventus. Inside America. Uh, I don't know anyone else. Because we don't. you don't tell me to watch soccer. I watch well, you asked else. for the curveball, so I threw you a curveball. 
and you swung and missed. Okay, do you really watch soccer? I was actually watching some Juventus today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who's your favorite Juventus player? It would be Cristiano Ronaldo. Ooh. See. Is uh, Andrea Pirro still on that team? I'd assume he's an Italian that you love and know. I, I'm pretty sure he plays for Juventus. I don't know. Well, why don't you look it up, Dominic? I'm going to look it up because... You're, you're just throwing out names and I'm, I just I'm assume trying, this I'm was trying a to sound really cool like right now. 20 years you're, you're, ago and you're like, oh, what, what about him? 20 years ago? Once again, I don't watch soccer. I just know Ronaldo because he's my boy and we're cousins. And Brian loves Messi. Ronaldo's the goat. Don't at me. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Number 21, Juventus, midfielder, and New York City, midfielder. Hmm. You say New York City? Yeah. So does he play for Juventus or does he play for New York City? He plays with Juventus and he plays for New York City. How does he play for both of them? Hang on, let's see, uh, let's see, uh, a former Juventus, oh, there we go. a former Juventus Milan, Italian Milfi, Mil- Milfi? <laughs> he's a Milfer, baby, woo, hey, he's retired, never mind, <laughs> uh, it- there's my curveball to you, he was retired. I mean, I said he, I, I didn't know exactly, I honestly didn't know who you were talking about, I called him an old man, and I was right, so there you go. He's actually, my, he was my grandmother's favorite player. My point exactly. Anyways. How many World Cups is... Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. How many World Cups does Ronaldo have? No, shut the fuck up. The same as Messi. How many... uh, I don't know what you call it. Continent Cups does Messi have? Zero. How many does Ronaldo have? One. Was he playing during the finals? Not really. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Messi and Ronaldo both don't have a World Cup, right? Correct. Oh. That's why... Pirlo has at least one, motherfucker. Yeah. Who? Oh yeah, hoo hoo hoo! Shut up, fucking get on this damn thing. I'm trying to play Fortnite. O- OG Ronaldo has a World Cup. Do you know who OG Ronaldo is? Uh, yeah, that's Pele. No. Oh. His name is Ronaldo, hence why, R.I.P. Ronaldo the dog. That's why he was named after him, from the early two thousand. Your dog got a World Cup. Yes. Nice. He died a champion. <laughs> R.P. Naldo. So we were going to, you know, we're not a political podcast on here, but this is the curveball edition of sports we don't talk about. So we're going to talk about it for a little bit and see what Dominic has to say about it. NASCAR. Oh, I don't worry. I know about this. NASCAR. Don't know the guy's name, but I know about this. I mean, we can we can talk about him. Let's, would, let's be honest here. Nobody knows him. I mean, he does. We, he has as many NASCAR wins as we do. Big fat. Actually, no. Are we talking online? Does video games count? Video games do not count. Then yes, no, I have zero. Well, the NASCAR has been in the news recently for all the good reasons, for all the right role, mostly for the right reasons. NASCAR has been in the news for the right reasons. Some of the drivers, not in the news for the right reasons, because last time we talked about NASCAR driver dropping N-bombs on a video game. Who would do such a damn thing? That is a shame. Exactly. We got... uh, I want to say Bubba Watson, but that's the golfer. Yes, that is a golfer. His first name is Bubba. Jeff Gordon. Oh, wait, sorry. I should have. I'm doing. I'm pulling a major Dominic right now by not being prepared whatsoever. But they come Bubba. out. <laughs> shout out Bubba. They got the Black Lives Matter car. They NASCAR announced that they are banning all Confederate flags from their races. I don't know exactly what how they're going to enforce that. Are they just going to kick people out? Are they going to ban them forever? But shout out NASCAR. Should have been done a long time ago. Good on you. 
and good on for getting to racing and getting your sport back unlike a certain team that calls themselves the major leagues Steph, you're three for three right now i know i i, I just got to keep uh keep the streak alive um i you know i don't think it's a curveball i think it's just a straight up question for you brandon but you know uh, a lot of people affiliate uh nascar with uh white people and and confederates and and racism southern southern and hatred and and stuff like that um do you think the audience or fans will still attend races once they are able to come back i would assume so Mm-hmm. Maybe there's going to be some people out there that would be like, oh, I'm not going to go because I'm going to fly the Confederacy because, you know, the South will rise again and all that other bullshit. But if you were going to fly the Confederate flag and you're really going to die on that hill, do you really need to be there? They don't really need you. You'll be fine. NASCAR will survive. Even though NASCAR isn't surviving so hot right now, maybe they'll be on the come up. They're getting some political wokeness points right now. So maybe people will hop on the bandwagon and watch a race or two and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot. We don't like watching cars drive take left turns for four hours well maybe if they change up their you know sport a little bit you know maybe take, do in take right turns maybe do in reverse mm. i wonder i wonder how many people how what the sport would be different if like one one race they do it left turns and the next race they go right turns like how how different the world would be so i i, I did some research i pulled up the um, nascar driver's name ray cicerelli this is the asshole that... He says that he is quitting NASCAR because yep. they have banned the Confederate flag. He has finished his career with a total of zero, zero and 32. So he will be dearly missed in the NASCAR community. I mean, A, when you're zero and 32... Is, okay, NASCAR... I, I know this is a really stupid question, and you're going to give me my line, but zero and 32 is he's came in first zero times. Because I thought... You if can, you ain't first, you're last. Okay, Ricky Bobby, you got me. Okay, that's it. That's all, that's all you got to say about that? Well, no, because I thought, like, you can win, like, because I know they do points and stuff, but. You don't win. You only win races. But he's won a race. He's, okay, he's won as many races as we have. Zero. Is that better, Dominic? Actually, you want, you beat me in a foot race. So, you actually. In have, slides. You have, <laughs> thanks. So, you actually got one up on me. All right. So, as we, as you guys all know, we are a Joe Panic podcast. As we yes, are. Sir. A Jeff Hardy podcast. Yes, sir. We are also a Reggie Bush podcast, so we have to give Reggie Bush. When there's Reggie Bush news, we got to give the people what they want or what I want. Reggie Bush finally coming back home. UFC finally wait opening up wait, their arms. What did you just say? Reggie Bush? Yeah, no. You, you say UFC or did you get USC? USC. Okay, I'm pretty sure you said UFC. Pretty sure I said USC. Mary? She's not paying attention. Okay. So I think that's a win for me. Mm, win for me. Pretty sure I know that Reggie Bush wins to USC. I know, but you know, you're drunk. You're slurring your words. I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. I was waiting for you to say Bush and the Tush, but okay. No, I, I had some. There was some KFC chicken wings in my aunt's refrigerator, and I and I had it. And for some reason, Chips Ahoy was looking at me, and I, for some reason, I said I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. And I was like, <laughs> Where the fuck did that even come from? And I had to look it up, and I was like, Oh, it's a Ricky Bobby line. Makes total sense. Man, you and Ricky Bobby today. That's why when you brought up Ricky Bobby, I was like, I got to work in this drunk tasting chicken line. And you, and, and 45 seconds later, here we are. Damn, you got it. You're on fire today. So, Reggie Bush, after being ousted for the past 10 years because of NCAA bans, which are complete bullshit to begin with because 
It was more. Whoa, don't get us canceled. It was complete bullshit to begin with. Reggie Bush, the greatest running back of all time. Do not at me. College running back of all time. Don't at me. Definitely a lot better than that killer O.J. Simpson, even though he was pretty good in his day as well. Finally, the Bush. I was trying to like make a innuendo, but I couldn't think of anything on the fly. The Bush came back to the tush? The Bush came back to the tush. Came on the tush? Hey, when he was with the tush, he won a Super Bowl, so that tush was lucky, all right? He won a Super Bowl? Yes, Dominic. The New Orleans Saints won a Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots. Indianapolis know. Colts. Oh, I don't know. At least you were close. You actually picked a team that was in the AFC. So you get half credit for that, buddy. Good job. I, I honestly, I'm trying to go. I'm thinking in my head. I'm like. Remember the onside kick to start the second half? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. You know, I know Travis or Tyler, one of them is going to make fun of me for this, but like, hey, many concussions. I can't remember half the shit. You can ask me. Where did your concussions come from? Wrestling? Uh, Yeah, FCTE. You didn't know that? I did not know that. I cracked my head, you know, at the, you know, you know, the little, you know, by Brianna's house right there. Cracked my head on that manhole and then. Uh, you know, I you know I broke my freaking neck in high school, so you know, no big deal. All right, Kurt Angle. So let's move on to everyone's favorite segment, the MLB update. The Can there's you give me a ESPN the dun 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 thing after. There it is. The recent proposal by the MLB owners came in today, and it's a little complicated. All these proposals by the player or not by the ball. Well, all these proposals are just kind of a pig with a different shade of lipstick on it. The Major League Baseball has proposed a 72-game regular season with 70% uh, guaranteed salary with the option to get up to 80% for the playoff teams. Now, the players, the hill that they are dying on is they want full prorated salaries, and they don't care how many... Well, they do care because the owners often the 50 games, which is complete bullshit because you barely would be making any money at that point compared to what they want in the hundreds or even in the 82 game range. And as we talk about all these different sports getting back together, everyone thought, Oh, MLB, they should be the first one. They got a little bit of a head start. They don't have to worry about making a playoff system or anything. They'll come back for 4th of July and it's God bless America and, and baseball will rise again. Unlike the Confederacy in the South. This actually is where I should jump in because, you know, you, you threw a curveball. I'm going to throw you a curveball with Mr. X's question of the week done. What's the over-under on how many games the season will be this year? So as of this moment, the current offer, if I can pull it up back off the photos, is 72 games. I'm going to say under. So if we're setting at 72 and a half, you're taking the under. Taking the under. Now, is I that should. under zero? No. Because uh, I don't know what the fuck under zero means. When you say under, do you mean zero? Oh, like I can say like they're not playing at all. Good job. There you go. That's what zero means. Yes. That, that Last time I checked, zero means nothing. It means no games being played. Okay, so that means like... There's you, not going to be a 2020 MLB season, Dominic. If I need to spell it out for you. Well, no, I was trying to make like a like a example, like you know, when you break up with somebody, instead of saying it's over, you just say you're zero because you're nothing. The MLB needs to go find themselves. Yes. 
is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. It's okay. No one li- he doesn't listen anyways. But uh, um, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm taking zero. I'm taking zero. All right. If we're going to set it at 72 and a half, I'm, I mean, when we were here a month ago, I was very optimistic saying, oh, MLB is going to be back. Maybe it'll be 4th of July or the week or two after. And now we're sitting here and it's like, they're at a complete impasse. The, the owners don't want to pay the the full salaries. That's the one and only thing their players really want out of this. And they know if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile, especially with the upcoming uh, workers agreement coming up next year. So as of this point, I'm very negative on baseball happening. So I will take the under, not going to go with Z. I mean, I probably have zero being the highest percentage of everything, but I would probably set it at like 62. Just chop off an entire hundred games. And, and another thing I was thinking about, because right now you, how you said with the the agreement coming up, um, don't you think the owners would be more willing to make them happy so they make another, uh, you know, agreement? Now there's an, I, I listened to Starting Nine Baseball Podcast on Barstool. Shout out. Shout out. Well, I don't know if you're going to give him a shout out because you know who co-hosts that? Brandon Tanguma. I don't know. I wish. Dallas Brayton. I know you're a big Dallas Brayton <gasps> fan. But Dallas Brayton, I thought, had a very good idea that they players should get the full prorated salaries, but you just backload it. You have them get a... Dominic, do you know what a, I'm pretty bo- sure I a, talked Bobby, about bon- this. a Bobby Bonilla deal? Hang on. I'm pretty sure I, I, I talked about this before, and you said no... Because I'm pretty sure I said, why don't you pay them? Like we'll say, hey, we'll give you. I mean, I don't a know. Million, that, and I don't even know if that hasn't been offered. We haven't heard that deal. That deal's come out yet. Okay, and, but but no, but I just want to say that I'm pretty sure I. I so you're brought telling this me you before, and D- Dallas Brain listens to the podcast and he stole our he idea. He must have because I'm I'm like 99 percent sure I brought up the fact that like why don't you say, okay, hey, we can't pay you, you know, your 30 million dollar, uh, you know, salary this year, but we can give you 10. And then we'll give you five, five, you know, for the rest of whatever. And you're like, well, what if they don't do this? Or what if they don't do that? It's like, I'm pretty sure. Could you give me the exact argument of what I said, Dominic? Don't just make fun of me. Don't just make noises. I mean, I mean I'm I'm leg- I'm adamant. Dominic, you said some stupid shit on this podcast. And if Dallas Freitas said it, but, now it's freaking. But that wasn't one of them. You're so smart, Dominic. I don't care what people say about you. You're such I'm gonna a smart. I'm going to find it. I'm going to clip it. I'm going to send it to you because pretty. I'm like, I'm 100% sure. Hundred percent sure. I mean, we've been talking about this exact same thing like the past three months at this point. So you're gonna have to listen back to at least the first forty-five minutes of every podcast for the past three months. Good luck with that. Not gonna do that now. Exactly. But not not a not not looking so hot for MB right now. Back back to what you were saying though. No, I don't know who the baloney contract. Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, don't know what that is. He's the guy who gets paid a million dollars every day or every year for oh and doing nothing. He sits at home, right? Because he signed the contract like in the '90s, and he's getting paid a million dollars until like the end of this decade or something. And he, you never see like on Instagram where it's like, "Oh, it's Happy Bobby Bonilla Day," because he gets paid a million dollars even though he hasn't played in like 20 years. I was gonna. Who do he play for? This is a Mets deal. Never mind. The Mets horrible at signing people. Horrible, except for Joe Panic. Great pickup. Anyways, let's. Stop it there with the sports, and let's move on into the world of pro wrestling. So, bye, Travis. I know you don't listen to the wrestling part, so have a nice Bye, Travis. Have a, we'll have beat a your ass for, in uh, Warzone. Is that too soon? I mean, I, we, we did go on their live stream, and all we all commented trash because Tyler did, and they all got triggered because they don't know what a live stream troll is. 
and then Tyler threw down the challenge and I, I wanted to practice today, but Tyler never never texted me. I was waiting for the text. I, I feel like Tyler's gonna gonna he's gonna he's he's catfishing us. Yeah, he's gonna screw us. He's gonna be like, yeah, let's play, let's play, and then he's he's gonna lead us to so many victories when we're not playing them, and then when we do the then we actually but the we day still have challenge. a streak on Fortnite. We're up to like almost, I think we're up to two weeks now. Every single day we we won except for Tyler because yeah. he didn't go on that one day, and we got a win with a nine year old. Yep. So. Continuing on with Mr. X's Mr. Erections question Mr. Erections Mr. X's question uh, questions yeah. of the week. Well, he has a wrestling question for well, us. Well, I mean, do you want do you want his question or do you want his uh, just give it all nicely? Give it all essay. to me, baby. Give it all. So basically, I, I'm gonna you know Mr. X. I'm gonna shorten it down a little bit. Your 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 boy's tired. Got to keep the gimmick going. So uh, if the first part is with WrestleMania gonna Pretty much it's going to be set in stone two days, Saturday and Sundays, which I think we've agreed upon that we like that better than having a 10-hour event on a Sunday, right? But thus far, the WrestleMania in LA is only one day, I believe, if that even happens, which maybe it does. Maybe they spread it out, but we'll talk about fans being back at wrestling a little bit. Okay. Well, so he pretty much just wanted to make his case for having it in, since, uh, in his home town of Cincinnati. Basically, with which would make sense of why he asked us a Cincinnati Bengals question. Yeah, I mean, it's not—it's not that you know. Bill Bengals. Sorry, did I take your gimmick? Yeah, you did actually. But, but, what, it, what does it sound like? Go Tigers! There it is. What? I know he said Bengals too. I don't know because Joe Burrow plays for the Bengals now. Oh, I thought it was for the Browns. Say it. You know, you're gonna say it, Dominic. You said some stupid Yay. shit on the podcast. You know, I haven't said that in a while, but. I did, I did, I did. It was in just Mary. Studio audience. Okay, I haven't said it. You know, with these this new, is the first podcast I've these said new, it on with these new mics, in a long Mary, time. Studio audience, whatever. You know, they're probably picking up everything you're saying. So or they're not careful. picking anything at all. So. Or. Ooh. Anyways, uh, basically, you have a Great American Ballpark where the Reds play. Great team, and the Paul Brown Stadium. Shout out, Sunny Gray. Okay, and the Paul Brown almost said Paul Gray. He's the dead basis for something. On the Paul Brown Stadium where the Bengals play, you know, and you know if you have it two days, you can have multiple fan experiences, whatnot. Um, Brandon, what are the chances of this happening? Honest opinion, Mister X will not hold it against you. Mister X, you know we love you. We we love you being the lone emailer on this podcast. Appreciate you sending in questions to the other podcast as well. Whoa, hey, by the way, Mr. X, uh Dominic is not Yeah, that's not cool. This bro. is that was only my uh opinion and my opinions do not represent those made by Dominic Hobson. Feel like uh feel like he's cheating on us a little bit. Even though he, he like we cheated, but he cheated on you guys first with uh yeah. Anyways, I anyways do not think that it's going to happen. Cincinnati, great place, never been, maybe one day will be. But I just don't feel as though that's a hotbed for pro wrestling. I you know, this is me being a stupid city boy out here in in the Bay Area. I don't know exactly what's going on there in Cincy, but WWE doesn't feel as though that's like a hotbed for them, and they don't go there all that often. If do they have a Cincy? I, mean, I would assume they have some I sort mean, of I, arena there. They 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 have but they don't uh, like shows, feel, but but it's not like Chicago, Miami, you know, the big towns, Texas, New York, LA, Philly, and it's like San if, Francisco. If you put it in the, I mean, if you put it in. Ohio, 
you can get like you know the midwesterners to travel there but if you put it on the east coast you get a lot of a lot more of those cities the bigger cities are and kinda, you get the international travel i think well it's wrestlemania i think you're gonna get the international travel but regardless. do you think you think people from wherever want to fly in ohio or do they want to fly to new york or florida or california you know or texas and from a technical side i don't think w- if wwe does the two-day wrestlemania i don't think they would want to do it on two different ballparks if we're going to call them that because it's like it's, it's a lot of money to set it up and to buy all their stuff to do the staging and do the setups that they do that like almost two three weeks out in advance and you're not going to do that for two different places let alone do it tear it down take it down the freeway and then build it again in a night well i mean also i think the only reason they had a two night was just because of the fact it was at the pc it wasn't uh you know it wasn't on location, I guess, so to speak. And WWE loves to go to those newly minted NFL stadiums and get there before the Super Bowl. So they haven't done it in Minnesota yet. I feel like they're going to go to Minnesota first. And if for if it's not a big market place, so to speak, they're going to want to do it, I think, in an indoor stadium like Minnesota. You know, Cincinnati, Ohio, I, you know, that I don't know what the weather is like during the the March April time but it, it probably it probably ain't the best it ain't no LA weather or Vegas weather like what I would assume the next two WrestleManias will be maybe they space it out they go to LA go somewhere else and then come back for Vegas so you know I, I would say uh, don't hold your breath for a WrestleMania to come to Cincinnati a, l- a little part of the question I just uh, isn't part of another question but it tied into it was you know uh what type of money you know if they were going to do it, you know, what type of money would go into it? I mean, do you think it would be worth it to put that type of money into it? Or do you think, I mean, I mean, you're pretty much saying don't hold your breath. It ain't going to happen. You know, it. are you 100% sure? I mean, you, you can't even answer that question by saying that. What kind of money would it take to pull it off? It probably would take a lot of money. Because if you're doing it at two different places on two different nights, you're going to have to have two different setups. Two different crews and everything. Or even yeah. one crew, but you have to do you know one setup for five days and then do the other setup in five days or however long a you know WrestleMania setup will take. But And WWE doesn't like to, I mean, I don't even, when they've never really ran like a southern state kind of, well, not southern, but, you know, a, a non-big city for a WrestleMania in a long time. Yeah, I guess. I mean, from what I can remember, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, the first, the one that comes to mind is like the one that they did in Indianapolis, but that's like almost 30 years ago at this point. Safe to say, Mr. X, it ain't gonna happen. Hopefully they come to Chicago, you can go to that one. Yeah, we might meet you there. Maybe give you a high five, I don't know. Maybe, but... We got some big news in the world of pro wrestling. Paul Heyman is out as creative head of Monday Night Raw. Now they're going to consolidate both the Raw and SmackDown teams. And now we will have the lovely Bruce Pritchard be the head of both Raw and SmackDown. I've been thoroughly enjoying Raw. Not saying that it was set on fire and it was the greatest show of all time or anything like that. But I have consistently been not watching a lot at all or any SmackDown, to be honest. So. I'm very disappointed to see Paul Heyman out. 
it's Paul Heyman. There might be some political things going on backstage. I'm surprised it even lasted this long, outlasting Bischoff by like eight months or something like that. So, Dominic, your thoughts on the breaking news of Paul Heyman being out as of tomorrow or as of yesterday? I mean, I remember. Uh, I think I was watching or listening to a podcast he did about when he was on screen. SmackDown general manager, and he was actually writing Raw and SmackDown back in the early 2000s. And, uh, um, you know, he the, the way he describes it was all the pre-production meetings and all that shit, you know, he him and Vince used to butt heads all the time. So I, I could honestly see him possibly, the, you know, I'm pretty sure if there was a big issue, he probably would have been fired. So I'm pretty sure this is probably him just saying, you know what, I don't, you know, I don't want to do this anymore or you know maybe maybe he's kind of taking a cm punk approach i don't like it anymore i don't want to do it anymore i'll stay with brock but brock's on not even once a month he's on maybe what a few times a year so i mean i i you know i i I don't think it's that big of a deal i think bruce pritchard is more than capable of doing it Um, he's a long time kiss ass of Vince and Vince trusts him and Vince knows he'll quote unquote do the right thing so I think that's one of the reasons why Bruce Pritchard is in this predic- is in this situation while Paul Heyman got the boot but like I said though I'm pretty sure if Vince if it was a Vince doesn't want Paul doing it anymore I'm pretty sure Paul would have come out and said yeah this is what actually happened you know Paul Heyman's not afraid of Vince McMahon but if Vince is going to have to cut costs and have to pick between Paul or Bruce you know he's going to pick Bruce because of the long history and he knows what he's going to get out of Bruce I get I, I guess you're right I mean I I mean let's be honest here uh the shows are shit no matter what and like you said Paul's been doing good work but I mean it's not groundbreaking to where you know percentage wise yeah. raw has been taking a larger hit than SmackDown has. Well, nobody tune, tunes into SmackDown, so when SmackDown's viewership t- goes down a little bit, it's different than when people are tuning into Raw, you know, and yeah, so. Well, just like we're a big UFC podcast, we're also a big New Japan podcast because New Japan Huge. is back, baby. They did a press conference on monday announcing that they will be back starting on monday they will have a mystery card and they will be setting up or they will be beginning the new japan cup on tuesday and this leads into the finals in july and then the day after dominion which will take place in osaka where both of those shows will be the first major wrestling show with fans in attendance only a third of the capacity will be filled but New Japan is back, very excited, and finally fans are back. Brandon, on a scale to 1 to 10. 12. Okay, there we go. I mean, wow. I mean, I didn't know you were you were expecting, uh, you know, a new member of the Bull cast to happen that quick, but okay. Are you going to say something? I mean, you don't want to have, you know, radio silence like that. That's, that's not cool. No, I, I mean, I could see you stumble and try to make a joke, and that's the best you could think of. No, fuck you, all right? This is hard stuff, man. Trying to think of things on the fly. Fuck you. Thinking is hard. 
thinking is hard. Hey, you want me to swing this around like a fucking microphone? I mean, uh, okay. yes, it is a microphone, Dominic. <laughs> it is a microphone, Dominic. Good job. Well, Sunday. I quit. NXT in your house took place. We are all convened in this exact location where the first ever Curveballs and Chair Shots recording took place to watch NXT in your house. Dominic, as you take a big yawnski because you are tired, big boy tired because he's a working man just like Dusty Rhodes, RIP. Your thoughts on NXT in your house if you want to take it match by match. Any of the matches really stand out to you in your opinions? Um, I think the one that stood out the most was Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano. Um, I th- Singles, uh, probably the best male single match on the card. Could you maybe put your mouth a little closer to the microphone? Is that better? There we go. We're going to start an ASMR podcast soon, Dominic. We can. I'm going to gonna describe the match with Tegan Knox and uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Mia Yim. That's the perfect talk. That's the perfect match for you to do an ASMR too, because we know <laughs> that you love some Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. I'm still getting used to the microphone. Give me a fucking break, God. You're supposed to give them a sound warning until you yell in their ear, because maybe they had to turn up the volume while you're doing ASMR, and then you just talk into the microphone very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. No one listens to this part. Every Everybody just wants it for the sports. And then we just do the wrestling to twiddle our dicks. Except for Mr. X. Mr. X listens because he sends us the wrestling podcast questions. I mean, let's be let's be let's be real here. You know, we could just we're assuming he listens. Mr. X, if you're listening, email us to tell us that you're listening. Email us. Dominic's a dumbass, and that's good enough for me. All right. uh, Since nothing really happened. Wait, Brandon, what was your favorite match? My favorite match would probably be between Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano. That's probably my, probably sitting on it for a week. I'd probably say that was the best match, probably my favorite match. And I also did very much enjoy Damian Priest and Finn Balor. I was going to ask you, Dominic, since I didn't really do much follow-up at all, your thoughts on Io Shirai being the new NXT Women's Champion. Not pinning Charlotte, but pinning Rhea as she is in the figure eight, so not the cleanest of pins to submit. Well, somebody did uh, predict how that was going to go down. She moonsaulted on the wrong person. I said she was going to do it on Charlotte and pin Charlotte, but she did it on Rhea and pin Riley. Really? Riley. Riddle? Riley. Rhea Ripley. There you go. Sorry. Um, so... You know, I almost predicted that correctly, um, but uh, um, I think it's well deserving. I I liked the fact why I I liked how they didn't pin Charlotte because now you can have you can maybe possibly turn uh, Rhea fi- uh, heel and have her be pissed off and be you know HBIC and kick ass because she's pissed off. Me and Yim would have to uh, give okay. a copyright claim on that one. Ah, let her. I don't care. Um, but. I mean, let's be real here. You know Charlotte's going to go to Raw and, you know. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is they didn't, they barely acknowledged it on Raw. They didn't really talk about the match at all on NXT. So maybe this leaves it open for Charlotte coming back. But right now it just kind of feels like Charlotte got the title reign, beat some of the women in NXT, lost the title, but didn't do the job on the way out. 
what was the whole point of the Charlotte reign? Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with Becky being pregnant. And I know, P- I know, I know you probably have seen that out there a lot. That, but they put the title on her before they knew Becky was pregnant. But now they're going. Okay, so they put the title on her, and then holy crap, Becky's pregnant. So now you got to develop a plan to get the belt off of her and get her back on the main roster. She can't pull double duty. All these shows are pretty much taped, anyways. She can't pull double duty because she's a flare. I I don't know. I'm just saying. It was. It's probably better to have her flagship on Raw than having her pull double double duty. You really want Charlotte to have two belts? No. Okay. You want her to have any belts? Not really. Okay. So. But if she's gonna have a belt, at least tell a story and have her lose the belt properly instead of beating all the the mid to lower card women to kind of devalue them, and then you don't even lose the title on your way out, so it doesn't really put shine on Io, and then Rhea takes another loss after losing to Charlotte and then not really doing anything because of the visa issues. So no one really gained anything. They just all kind of either stayed the same or lost a little bit. So you're saying Rhea lost a little bit and EO stayed the same? Probably. Rhea wasn't really clicking on all cylinders as a top-tier babyface champion. Maybe you could say that the reason she was getting so over was because Shayna Baszler was such a great heel and they wanted someone just to beat her and Rhea was the right person at the right time. But... Who knows? We just have to wait and see. Have to wait and see. Let's uh, let's get it on. Speaking of, NXT, I got a frosty waiting for me. Surprised you haven't. You weren't eating at the three hours you made me wait in your room. It wasn't three hours, and because I was being a gentle man to my guest, so just not you, to my other guest. Let's talk about the fallout of Takeover in your house. We got the Garganos, well, Gargano slash Gargano Dash Larray. Beating Garganos, come on. Jesus. Well, technically, Candice isn't a Gargano. She's Candice LeRae. But she's married to Johnny Gargano. She's a Gargano. Ooh, all the uh, feminists out there who don't want to take their husband's last, last name. Come at Dominic. That's uh, at BigFluff13. You're a dick. But nobody listens to this anyway, so. Anyways, we got... Watch, I'm going to get flooded. Watch. Uh, bet. Going to get bet- betted. Gargano and Lorraine defeat Mia Yim and Keith Lee. A little bit of some intergender wrestling here. Tease a little bit. Uh, Gargano pins Keith Lee after Lee was trying to help Candice Lorraine. And then... So Lee gets the win on TakeOver, and then Gargano gets the win on Wednesday. 50-50 booking at its finest, folks. Don't you just love it? I love it. I like it. Like that? You give love? Flavor of love? Oh, you give love a bad name. Johnny Gargano gives love a bad name. He's such a bad person. Anyhoots, let's go on to a squash match. Indus Sheer, part of the Malcolm Bevins Enterprises. They haven't been on TV for a while. They come back, get a squash with the uh, uh, Imperium, the tag champs being a heel. Don't see them being a champion just yet. Maybe this next tag team, Brizongo, who had a Great package. Not as good. Who has the best package in the world, Dominic? Daniel Bryan. Because he has the best small package. No, he has package. the best small package, but Austin Aries has the best package ever. Remember that gimmick? Remember that bit? We had it running for a little bit on the podcast a few years ago when Austin Aries was a thing. Oh, Austin Aries. Oh. Not to be confused with... Austin Theory. Oh, Austin That's who Theory. I was thinking of. That's why I was like, when did we start saying he has the best package? 
And it was your thoughts on these two tag teams. Uh, I, I th- wait, oh, wait, hang on. Yes, go Well, ahead. what were you going to, I was going to say Brizongo being the number one contenders inside of building them up and giving them a little oh, vignette. Oh, I guess I was going to say Imperium, I think those guys are freaking amazing. I, I, I'm high, I'm high on them. Um, I think Brizongo being number one contender, eh, I, I'm, I'm, it's just a polar opposite of what Imperium stands for. And exactly. I did I did like the video because Brizongo is like, we might be funny and do the stripper gimmick for our entrance, but once the bell rings, we get serious and so we kick ass and take names. Yeah, but the but my only issue with that part they don't kick I mean, I'm not saying they don't kick ass as in like they don't they can't kick ass, but they they aren't as good as they think. I hate to say it. I'm sorry. They're not as good as I think. If no one else is going to believe in you, you have to believe in you. But if you believe too much of your own shit, then you're just high on yourself. If you're high on yourself, you're high by yourself. If you're you high ne- by yourself. You never get high on your own supply. There you go. That's correct. We get Robert Stone interacting with Rhea Ripley. It was a segment that happened, Dominic. Thought he was fired by Chelsea Green. He's still employed by NXT, I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. Thought he, I just, you know, saw he was fired, and you know, you know, you know. You just read the headline and keep moving. I mean, do you see who do you see uh, him going? The thing is, they didn't really promote Robert Stone at all. It's like, why should we really care about this guy? He just kind of showed up with Chelsea Green. They never really did anything, and now he's fought. Now he got fired by Chelsea Green so why are we supposed to care about him is he supposed to be a baby face is he sympathetic is he like just a laughable heel like I don't understand what the punchline is here do you see Robbie E coming I mean maybe not Robbie E but do you see a Robbie E-esque you get Robbie E for him to try to win the love of Chelsea Green because shots fired at Zack Ryder or do you get a Robbie E and he tries to become, they try to make Brizongo into a threesome? No. Okay, fine. I, that that one's a far stretch, but I tried. We get Finn Balor getting his win back on Cameron Grimes. Damian Priest attacks Grimes early on in the show. Grimes tries to fake a jaw injury. We get Regal via Zoom telling him to get your ass out there and wrestle, and then Balor gets the win. Good match. Uh, Grimes kind of being defined at a certain level. Hopefully, Balor, they probably are going to go back to another rematch, and Balor gets the win there so he can go on and move up, uh, moving on up. I feel like Grimes deserves a lot more. I feel like he, not saying he deserves to be NXT champion, but I mean, he, he can keep up with Keith Lee, in my opinion. Your girl, Dakota Kai, defeats your other girl, Casey Catanzaro? I'll take Casey over Dakota. Okay, so your girl, Casey Canzaro, loses to Dakota Kai. Your thoughts? Heartbroken. Sadness. Despair. Casey deserves a lot more than what she gets in that NXT. So, I'm not saying she can be women's champion, but, you know, she's come a long way. You have to admit it. She never really has had the chance to really shine. I she Except can do- for the Royal Rumble when she did her little handstand thing and then... Did the little little sit-up thing to get back in. Good for her. We get El Hijo Del... Del or Day? Day. Day Fantasma. 
He is the new Cruiserweight champion. He comes out, gets the Jeff Hardy treatment by getting cut off after he says two words. Drake Maverick comes out, you know, says that, good job, you deserve to be champion, but hopefully those mask guys don't come out and I want to show that I can actually win and blah, 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 blah. Then the mask men come out, and what well, we all thought that Phantasma is a part of the mask men, and then we get uh, DJZ and the other guy. And the other guy. Are you are you asking? Are you are uh, you doing the little mic thing? I'm, to... I'm throwing it out there just to see if you were going to help me, and you were just leaving me out to dry. DJZ and who? And the other guy. Who's the other guy? They attack poor. Well, Drake. When you said DJZ, you mean DJZ from TNA, right? Yes. Didn't know he was in WWE. Good job, Dominic. Way to watch the product. He <laughs> unmasks, and now he is Santo Escobar. So definitely hitting heavy with the Latino. Uh, drug lord leader type thing. Drake Maverick, who knows exactly. Uh, I mean, Drake, he came across good. I like the uh, little promo that he cut. Escobar, kind of a stupid name. I liked Phantasma a whole lot more. Wish they could have just kept that, but maybe they don't want to go, you know, super Mexican, and that's kind of hard to pronounce, I guess, and put it on posters and T-shirts and stuff. But LWO, baby. Yes, Dominic, still hold on to hope that the LWO will come back. In the main event, we get Adam Cole... Defeating Dexter Loomis in a non-title match. We get some interference with the Undisputed Era. Uh, we get Velveteen Dream coming out. They kind of offset each other. Adam Cole wins. The match was all right. They set up, uh, they teased a little bit. Maybe Keith Lee and Adam Cole going one-on-one champ versus champ later on down the line. But what they really teased is Adam Cole facing Karrion Cross. We get amazing. Scarlet comes out. Full Catwoman leather getup. She brings out the, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's a timer, but it's a, the official word, I don't know the official name, but it's the sand timer. Yes, the sand timer. She brings it out, turns it on over, tick-tock, it's only a matter of time until Karrion Cross comes for dead ass. Fucking amazing. I think that visual aid, her, I mean, she is, I mean, I know she's not under, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Und- she is not underrated. She is appropriately rated. Well, I I feel like I feel like some people <laughs> appropriately rated. I feel like some people may be down on her because of she doesn't do anything. She doesn't do anything, but the way she just the presence she did walking down in the ring, flipping it over, and all, I think that was fucking phenomenal. I very much did enjoy this as well, and with Karen Cross and Adam Cole. Does this mean Adam Cole is finally going to turn babyface now? This is what I've been wanting forever. Okay, let, let, let's be real here. Uh, heel carrying cross with Scarlet and a face Adam Cole, or are you going to have face versus face? Because I feel like a lot of people are going to be behind carrying cross. Well, with no f- fans in the crowd, it doesn't really matter. You can have you can tell the the trainees to do whatever the hell you want, even though. They, I mean, they aren't the best. I, I don't know if they're specifically instructed. Awesome. Yes, they do. This is <laughs> awesome, and you know, you still got it, and fight forever, and all that other bullshit that I hate. Uh, but I would assume you Karrion Cross being much bigger than Adam Cole. If you're not uh, heel versus heel, just doesn't really work. I don't. I mean, it could work, or maybe it's just kind of pick your poison. Karrion Cross is a badass. Adam Cole is kind of the guy who's the champ champ and he goes on forever and holds those titles out of title. I don't know. I'm very good. First step excited to see what happens next. 
please, for the love of God, don't fuck this up. NXT, Triple H, Vince, if Vince have his fingers on this shit at all, which goes into the next question by Mr. X. I don't, I don't know what this question is, so hit me with it, Dominic. You ready? Because, you know, I'd like to throw a curveball or two. You know, actually, I take that back. I throw more change-ups than curveballs. Maybe we need to change the name. I don't know. Um, but he says... Mr. X, get doodle that. <laughs> yeah. There are rumors that Vince wants to change up NXT. I guess he's not doing so well against AEW in the ratings. Does this mean Vince will be more hands-on with the brand? Have you heard anything about that? I have not heard anything about that. And please, God, Vince, don't touch it. That's that's the one thing Triple H has been losing power recently. And, and if this is the only thing Triple H has, and NXT has been good, maybe it hasn't been phenomenal like it has been like the last year or two, but it's still a very well-booked, solid two hours of wrestling. Vince, don't get your grubby little hands on it. You got five hours to book with Raw and SmackDown. You don't need another more. You don't need another two hours. I could not have said it any better, my friend. Now let's head on over to Raw. Well, we're going to go to AEW, Dominic, because it's going to go to Raw and bleed into the greatest wrestling match of all time at Backlash. I knew that. Exactly, because you read the scripts before we before we start the podcast. And it's not that I'm just trying to get this over with, so I'm going to eat my frosting and go to sleep. You know, Dominic, you shouldn't eat right before you go to sleep. It's not good for your metabolism. It is false. It is false? It is false. Who says? My health teacher from high school. Shout out Miss Lloyd? Miss Lloyd, baby. Man, a lot of shout outs today. We haven't done this many shout outs in a long time. Shout out Pinocchio. Shout what? out Donnie, by the way, oh, actually. No, it wasn't Pinocchio, it was Woody, right? It was Woody. Shout out Woody. But shout out to if Donnie, you know, you who know. was actually in Miss Lloyd's class with me. He got to see Woody? Yes. Did he touch Woody? Uh, I don't know. I know I did. I love touching Mrs. Miss Lloyd's Woody. For anyone out there, name him Mr. X because he's probably the only one listening at this point. Uh, Woody was the wooden dildo that Miss Lloyd brought to class to teach the class sex. Wait, weren't you in that class with me? Not that was not in your class. No? I was with Travis, who is not listening to this at this point. But damn, maybe Tyler will listen and he'll bring up Woody to Travis. But no, um, but yeah, shout out to Donnie. You know, he he reached out to me a few days ago. You know, not the Gunnersons, Donnie. Yeah, the real Donnie. The real, the real Donnie, please stand up. Please stand you, up. Would you like to cut a promo on the other Donnie? Because I guess you guys have heat, even though you never met him. Actually, well, you did meet him. Not, I'm, You did meet him, but you never really interacted with him. It, it was, that's Donnie, and he was like, eh. Eh. Little bitch he was. There it is. We get FTR in their debut match at Dynamite, defeating Butcher and Blade. Good match. Then we get some uh, shenanigans after the match. Uh, then we get the meeting finally of FTR and the Young Bucks, kind of holding out on what FTR exactly is, teasing the match with the Young Bucks, but I don't think that that match is going to happen just yet. Overall, your thoughts on FTR's first match in AEW? Um, I thought it, I fairly decent. Decent. Um, you know when they did a little sit down interview and they're like, "Oh, Butcher and the Blade," and they're naming all the all the tag teams they they will, are willing to face. I was kind of like. Butcher and Blade's not gonna be that good. It's actually is okay. Um, I'm thinking that their next match will be better, but I kind of didn't like the uh, the Young Bucks thing coming out after. I think they probably could have held out a little bit for that. We get Nyla Rose and Penelope Ford defeating Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander. Ford pinning Shida, which will set up a match down the line for Shida to beat Ford because they only had like six women on the roster and they all gotta wrestle each other. I mean, just spitballing here. But why can't they have, like, you know, 
just a random, you know, wh- where's Brandy? Can't she be in this? She's too busy playing Peacemaker between Dustin, QT, and Allie. This is so stupid. Which, I don't watch Dark, but why the hell is Allie not the bunny anymore and dating QT or hooking up with QT? I don't even know. Because she wants Dustin. Okay. Then, let's move on to Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends defeating the Inner Circle. And afterwards, Chris Jericho, who was on commentary for the first hour, beats down Orange Cassidy, puts... 20 pounds of oranges, as Tony Schiavone kept repeating, bashes Orange over the head with the oranges, busting him open. Why is the studio audience going on a Where's Waldo search right now? I don't know. I couldn't read her lips. So Now I got a concussion because she smacked me in the back of the head. Illegal strike. Minus a point. I was going to say 15 yards, but okay. Because, you know, football is more likely to come back than baseball. That was a UFC res- reference. Oh. Yes, I did see Dominic's American Rebels. Mary, I'm pretty sure for the, for the hour that he was in here, I'm pretty sure he was going through the room. Yeah, I definitely didn't find your Woody. I, well, Woody. she doesn't have a Woody. She has a buzz. She has a buzz. She doesn't have a, <laughs> she doesn't have a buzz either. Those are mine. Mm. Did you sniff them? Prove them or mine? I'm not going to go down that road. Okay. Thank Anyways, you. your thoughts on Orange Cassidy getting his ass beat by some oranges? Uh, just puts, you know, puts him over even more. I mean, not that he wasn't over enough, but I mean, Orange Cassidy is going to be made if he is not already. He will be made in AEW by Chris Jericho, to to the point where WWE will poach him, and then WWE will fuck him up in the long run. Sorry, I'm not holding not it that, close not, enough. Not that close to the mic. Sorry. Did you, like, you know, find a middle ground, Dominic? Well, you know. Don't put it all the way out here. It's not all the way out here. It's right here, Brandon, okay? It, it was, like, right, it was like right Whatever. Here. They already heard what I said. Orange cast to be made, but Chris Jericho and AEW, done deal. We were supposed to get a Billy Gunn promo, which, oh my god, I was waiting to hear what Billy Gunn But we got a Billy say. promo, right? But instead, no, we got an MJF promo, which led into, or which is leading to, an MJF, Billy, and Austin Gunn. With with Austin Gunn, because they can't call him Billy Gunn, because he's just Billy. Even though, I don't know, you could just, like, could you say one N? Four Ns? Just switch up the ends. Could you spell gun, like, horribly different? That's what the ends would be used for. No, not like extra ends, but could you spell it like, you know. Put like a G and an H in there? Yeah. Sure. Isn't there somebody who does that? Like, I can't remember. Wasn't there somebody that used the same name, but they spelled it horribly different? Enzo? He spells it Enzo. Yeah. He wasn't Enzo Amore. He's Enzo. So I guess. I guess t- spent I guess- enough time talking about that guy. He should come back. But she randomly popped up on my Instagram a couple days ago because he was selling, like, a beard trimmer or something. He came up on, like, an Instagram ad on my stories. You bought it. I did not. I was like, what? At first, I was like, I don't fucking follow this guy. Why is he popping up here? And then I realized it was an ad. Should I unfollow him? Is what you're saying? You can follow. You can unfollow him or follow him whatever you want. I just remember, we were talking. I met him at WrestleMania. And I told him, the Raiders are going to be better than the Niners. And this was... You know, five, six years ago. So, in that period, the Raiders were good. They made the playoffs. The 49ers were shit. So, I was right. Enzo doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. How many Super Bowl appearances do the Raiders have in those past five years? Zero. 
but Nin- they, but the, Niners, but, Niners, but, but they've won. But since I said that, when I said that, the Raiders were the first team to get to the playoffs before the 49ers. So I was kind. Of, I was right. Enzo, a 49er fan? Well, I had a Raider hat on, and I think he was. We were talking football. You started bit. talking shit, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna have a podcast one day. I'm gonna call you out, bitch." Yeah, exactly. It worked. We get Sammy Guevara defeating Colt Cabana, leading to the furtherance of the Dark Order trying to recruit Colt Cabana to their cult, and Sammy talking to the five faces of Matt Hardy. Uh, first off, Sammy Guevara. I've, I'm high on him, too. I think he's a god, in my opinion. A Spanish god? I think so. And whatever Matt's doing, Matt can't do no wrong. I think Matt is so over, he can do literally nothing wrong. So I think this, this whatever this leads to, I think will be amazing. We get Joey Janela, who's lost his way. Apparently he's an alcoholic, just like Hangman Page. And Sunny Kiss picks him up. And they are driving to somewhere. I don't see how this team's gonna work out, but okay. Then we get. It, but I, is this going to where, how WWE kind of randomly put people together for tag teams like Sheamus and Cesaro? Like, do you think this is just their way of just, hey, you got nothing to do, let's put you in a tag team? Maybe. Sonny hasn't really done anything on Main Dynamite. Besides B in the crowd, so I don't exactly know what... I mean, from the match or two I've really seen from him, I haven't been terribly impressed. So you pair him with Joey Janela. I don't think they're going to go to tag title run anytime soon, but maybe they can get something out of it to maybe... Honestly, I see more in Joey than Sonny. I don't think Joey, at this point, can be a top-tier guy. Probably would slot him behind Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara, but I still think there's upside and some potential with Joey Janela. I mean... I, I it just it just kind of takes me for a ride going like. But when you have Joey all these Janella guys with, and with potential, like, it's like you weird. can't push everybody. True. Okay. True. True. Uh, we get John Moxley cutting a promo. I don't want to say backstage, like kind of in the parking lot area side. I don't know. He cuts a promo, and then Taz comes out. They start jawjacking back and forth, and then Cage beats down Moxley, throws him into a car, and leaves him laying. Really enjoyed this. Really liked the promo by Moxley. And Cage and Taz both brought good intensity. Really been enjoying this feud right now. You know, I I I, I kind of made this connection earlier today. Um, it kind of feels like it's a, a a ripoff of Brock and Paul. Because Brock and Paul Heyman are the only couple that can be in wrestling. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I feel like you know you have someone who can you know verbally take you for a ride and then you have the heavyweight the power hitter you know it's you know so you're telling me you don't like it i'm not gonna say i don't like it i'm just saying it you know i wish they could you know be a little different i I, you know i wish you know i know taz i think i don't think taz can wrestle because of his neck or or something like that but i wish you know the person they put with brian cage could have you know be a little more hands-on that but then that turns into MVP where he just loses all the matches for the other guy. I'm not I'm not saying he's wrestling. Yeah, but that's what you're asking. You you say you wanted somebody else who can maybe get a little more heat. Yeah, and then that turns into MVP who loses all the time for the guy he's managing. So you want someone in between is what you're telling me. Who is Taz? So fuck. Okay, never mind. Okay. 
In the main event, we got Cody defeating Mark Quinn uh, to retain his TNT championship. Thought it was a good match. Goes about 12 minutes. Uh, kind of Cody, you know, getting one up on Mark Quinn. Kind of a sloppy match. Don't think it was as good as the Jungle Boy match, but it was a different match. And this leads to a few or a brawl at the end with Jake Hager. And apparently Cody can read minds because he says, oh, I know what you want. A TNT championship match. Not next week, which would be the logical reason, I would assume. But no, he books it for like three weeks in advance at Fighter Fest. Are we having NXT uh, TNT title matches the next couple of weeks? Or I no? would assume so. And as of this moment, I don't know who it is. I hope it's a surprise. I, th- I think... Colcabana. Sure, Colcabana. And then he loses, and then he really joins the Dark Order. So that's it for Dynamite. Any other uh, lasting thoughts? No, just want my frosty. You just want your frosty. So, Dominic, name of the podcast. Bec- I want my frosty because you want your frosty. I'm gonna cut you some slack, and we're gonna go right into backlash. We're not gonna cover raw. We can touch maybe a little yeah, bit on the feud. Raw. We can talk about the feuds of them. We can talk about the feuds and everything that happened. Yay! But what let's get into our backlash preview, Dominic. It is nine thirty. We got this. I got this. Yes, I'll be fine. But this is the Jeff Hardy podcast. So the first match we're gonna talk about is Jeff Hardy. Taking on Jeff Hardy Sheamus. wins. Jeff Hardy wins according to Dominic. I think Swanton she- bomb. I think Sheamus wins. I'm not confident in the pick, but I feel as though the backlash side of things needs some heels with Bra- uh, Braun Strowman being the champion. I think Sheamus. Obviously, we kind of know what Sheamus is going to do. Have him be a contender, challenger to Braun. Probably end up losing, but I think at this moment, build up Sheamus a little bit because you can always just build up Jeff Hardy later. I feel like it's going to be the other way around. I feel like that Jeff's going to win. And it's going to be the, I mean, as much as I love Jeff, I I mean, I love him. I feel like it's the wrong choice, but they're going to have Jeff win. And it's going to be the random, like, he's going to ascend to beat, to face Braun. And it's going to be like, why the fuck are you having Jeff Hardy versus Braun Strowman? Then we get the United States Championship match. Apollo Crews, the champion, defending against Andrade. Hopefully this match is given time. I think it could be a lot of fun, but in the end, I think Apollo Crews gets the job done. Still getting some trouble in paradise with the Zelina's boys. They they lose one, and they're still fighting. I feel like if Apollo doesn't win, then there's going to be a real big problem. Your thoughts on Zelina's boys still not getting together, even though they kicked one of them out? She just needs to control her hose. Wrangle them in, girl. We get the women's tag team title match we get bailey and sasha banks who are the new champions as they beat bliss cross applesauce on last week's smackdown defending against bliss cross applesauce and the iconics i would assume bailey and banks retain because if you were going to put them on if you're going to switch it over to the iconics why don't you just hold chris and bliss chris and bliss cross and bliss hold on to it and then drop it to the iconics i would assume bailey and banks still retain as much as I would want the Iconics to win, I agree. I think Bailey and Sasha will will uh, retain, but I do feel like the Iconics are going to beat them in the long run. I feel like it's going to be like the ongoing thing is anytime Bailey and Sasha are tag champs, Iconics come and take it away. You almost said Shotzi, because Shotzi and Tegan Knox will be challenging for those women's tag team titles on next week's NXT. Dominic. I know you're so excited for that. Oh, my God. I'm scared. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. So, Bailey and Banks will take on Tegan and Shotzi. We're going to talk about that next week. Oh, I'll be all over it. 
I bet you you will. Any uh, thoughts on that match while the studio audience is away? No. Okay. I'll keep it to myself. We get the Universal Championship match. Braun Strowman taking on not one, but two contenders, Miz and John Morrison. They have been very kooky, over the top, trying to be funny guys. Not really succeeding. But last time we saw Braun Strowman face off against two guys in a title match, he ended up losing. Don't think that's going to be the case this time. Braun Strowman wins. Is it 1v2? Is it 1v1v1? It's a handicap match. This is stupid. And that's why nobody watches SmackDown. Then we get the Raw Women's Championship. We get Asuka, the champion, defending against Nia Jax. Hopefully Nia Jax does not kill Asuka. I'm going to go with Asuka. They're definitely building towards Asuka and Charlotte possibly till SummerSlam, which is two months away, so maybe Nia Jax. They do a little bit of something where Nia gets disqualified or something, so they have another match next month, but Asuka wins. Hopefully Nia doesn't kill her. I feel like Asuka's going to win, but I feel like Charlotte's going to interfere somehow and cost Nia. And then Charlotte wins at SummerSlam, and you have Charlotte and Nia. And Narla? Charlotte gets fucked up by Nia, injured. Now, Dominic, your thoughts. What is the main event for Backlash on Sunday? Will it be the WWE Championship match? Or will it be the greatest wrestling match ever? It's going to be the greatest wrestling match ever because, you know, WWE doesn't care about titles anymore. So the WWE Championship match will be Drew McIntyre taking on Bobby Lashley with MVP in his corner and Lana roaming around somewhere. Now, with Paul Heyman out, does this possibly affect Drew McIntyre, who all rumors were that Paul Heyman was definitely behind Drew McIntyre and maybe you shake things up on the creative side shake things up on screen give Bobby Lashley the win maybe put Drew on the chase again I don't think that's going to happen I think Drew retains and possibly goes on to face Randy Orton which he's kind of talked about in interviews um as much as I want Bobby Lashley to be champion I I don't feel like it's the right time I think Drew kind of you know, just successfully defended this the first time. I, he need he needs to kind of build on that. So I I I I think Drew retains. Um, if he goes against Randy, cool. I mean, hell, he can go against Edge too. I don't care. Speaking of Randy and Edge, they will be in the apparently greatest wrestling match ever. Don't know whose idea this was. Don't know why they were doing this, because Edge is nine years removed from. Retiring, Randy Orton has never even come close to having the greatest wrestling match of all time. Neither is Edge, to be honest. But they're billing it this way. Thought it was a joke, but they're sticking with it. Edge and Randy Orton, Dominic. I'm curious to see what it is. Is it high school wrestling? Is it WWE wrestling? Is it, you know, AAA wrestling? Like, what is it? What is it? It's going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. No DQ? The greatest wrestling match ever. But in my opinion, the greatest wrestling match is... will be smiling down watching this match. Who? Luthez. Okay, but I'm just saying... You do know who Luthez is. Yes, I do. Okay, just making sure because you said who and I just wanted to make sure because you couldn't hear me. No. Not that you didn't know who Luthez was. Who says my greatest wrestling match is a no DQ, calls false count anywhere. Because that's the only great match that Jeff Hardy can have. Okay, but... 
Randy Orton Edge could you know what? I'm not I'm, uh, you know you know what uh, DM us email us tag us and what you think the world's greatest wrestling matches is it no DQ is it a false count it's a last man standing match a hell in a cell tell us what you think the world's greatest wrestling matches well I thought you were gonna like actually put a match to it like a specific match I'm not saying what is what so you're saying what is the greatest wrestling match type no because it doesn't matter what type it is I'm saying the what, whole premise what of this makes feud it, is Randy Orton saying that they didn't have a wrestling match. They had a no DQ last man standing match. So they need to go in there between the four corners and have a, a wrestling match. What makes the world's greatest wrestling match? Dominic, I'm, it, it's 9.37. You want your goddamn Frosty. I want to get an answer out of you. Who wins this goddamn match? Randy Orton. Okay, I will go with Randy Orton as well because this is if this is going to be billed the greatest wrestling match ever, I don't think it is apropos for a face to win it because it's not going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. And I think Randy's going to do some underhanded tactics and he can go on and boast that he's the greatest wrestler ever, even though we all know that ain't the case. How mad would you be if Randy just straight up ding, 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 dick kick city, edge wins? So Randy takes, a, oh, well, it's a DQ, but so it'd just be right in front of the referee. Yeah, just ding, 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 Randy just dick kicks Edge, and then you have five to ten minutes of Randy just beating the shit out of Edge. Well, if that's the main event, as you predicted, I don't think that's a great way to end the show. Get some heat on Randy, I guess, and maybe build some heat for Drew to, you know, destroy him, but don't think that's uh, the best way to really get emotion out of your fans. and make What them fans? There's no fans there. Viewers. Sure. Okay. Well, we made it, finally. That'll do it for us for today. Hopefully this new crispy audio was delightful, titillating to the ears. I'm already nervous that, like, it's going to be, like, high-low, 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 like, constantly. It's okay. Nobody listens to it anyways. But if you'd like to, email us and give us some feedback. at gmail.com. I feel like we don't say it enough. You don't say it enough. And if you want to slide into the DMs on the Twitter machine, where is the Twitter machine at? Uh, Curveballs NCS, because Brandon changed it. And CS. Didn't I say NCS? Well, you said N- it sounded like NCS. Like oh, NCS, no. Curveballs cur- cur- and CS. And then Facebook, just- Curveballs and Chair Shots. Stickers. Swag. Swag, swag. Thank you all very much Good for game. tuning in. Until next time, my name is Brandon Tanguma. That guy over there is Dominic Cops. And the studio audience left us for some reason, probably going to go eat her Frosty, but it's here to eat a Frosty. Let's just go with that. I know what she's doing, but let's just go with that. What is she doing? She's taking the Browns to the Super Bowl? Probably. <laughs> for the mascot who was asleep, did not make any ruckus, thank God for the big dog and everybody else. Goodbye and good night. Uh... Uh, puppet.